With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for being a father and a friend that sticks closer in the bottom of brother. Well, we need you. We need you. We need your guidance, your deliverance, your healing, your peace, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Give us your peace. Your peace that passes all understanding. Thank you, Lord. Peace that passes all understanding. Thank you for your peace. Thank you. Thank you for your peace that passes under all understanding. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your understanding and your commitment. Thank you. Thank you for your commitment, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your commitment. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you for your commitment to love us unconditionally. Thank you that we don't have to fear because the battle is yours, it's not ours. We thank you that you give us special, unique uh, weapons for our battles that uh, man can't use, man don't even know about. Lord, thank you. Thank you that our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty to you, pulling down strongholds. We thank you that nothing can separate you, separate us from your love, not death, nor life, height, or death. Nothing, not nations, not people, not thoughts, not principalities, not wickedness in high places, not even death. Nothing can separate us from your love, Lord. We thank you for that. Because that's mainly what we have is your love. And the confidence, God, that you love us no matter what. We wake up this morning to be with you because you love You first loved us, and we enjoy your love and your presence. Thank you. Lord, the, the world needs your love, God. Help us to show the world that you are a loving God, that you are not a mean despot just waiting to knock people on the head 
to do wrong and waiting to send them to hell, but you are a loving God, a peaceful, merciful God. Help people see that. Help people see the goodness in you and that your goodness will prevail, your justice will prevail. And there is more righteous and more light and more just than evil. Help people to see that. Help us, the church, to see that. Help us, the church, to see that we already walk in victory. And we would not curse ourselves with saying the wrong things, but but whatever we think on will be a pure and good report. Whatever we say and hear and, and listen to will be a pure and good report. High things. We would think on high things. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, too. Good morning. Good morning. Is that my sister? Yes, it's Yvonne Gonzalez. How are you, sister? God bless you. I'm well. Thank the Lord. I am so glad my sister's on the call tonight. We have with us Minister Yvonne Gonzalez, who's a wonderful uh, woman of God who loves Jesus. She has a heart for worship. She has dedicated her life to worshiping the Lord, and not just that, uh, worshiping the Lord in dance and in song, but not just that, but teaching others. She's a teacher, and she's dedicated her life to teaching others. She has a school. She's in charge of her dance ministry at her church for a number of years. She hosts conferences, and she's in the midst right now of doing some other things, hosting some more conferences in the coming year and writing books. And she has a wonderful blog where she posts up there periodically to encourage the body of Christ, encourage others who are interested in worship arts. So we're going to, I know the Lord has given her a word for us this morning, a devotion. And so we're going to give, allow her to speak. And I'm going to be quiet now. And um, Minister Yvonne, any time you feel appropriate, after you give the devotions, I'll pray for people and ask for prayer. But anytime you feel appropriate, please tell us how we can reach you and get in touch with you, your website, your email, or whatever you have going on now, because we want to hear that. We want to continue the connection. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, you may begin, sister. Yes. I'm just checking to see, do we want to, are we beginning right now? Do we have everybody yes. here? Good morning. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> Good morning. Um, like uh, Sister Jocelyn mentioned, my name is Yvonne Gonzalez, and I'm thankful and honored to be here with everybody this morning on the phone. Um, this is a little bit earlier than I'm used to. I'm more of a night owl, so I have my coffee here trying to help me to wake up this morning and, and um, deliver the message that God put in my heart in regards to the dance of government. Um, when I was studying for this time, I've read this chapter in Second Chronicles, chapter 20, before and studied it and then mentored in regards to this as to the, uh, the method that God gave for King Jehoshaphat to receive and to walk into this victory. And I've kind of used it as a model, as a step-by-step as to how to proceed 
during certain, certain battles in my life. And I think that I've almost gotten to the point where when you read a certain scripture, sometimes you have to ask God to give you new revelation and new understanding because, you know, I might have read it too many times or gotten too complacent or comfortable. So when I looked into this time of study, I don't know if anybody else um, has noticed this scripture themselves or during the, the time of the prayer calls, I haven't been on every single one, but if they've noticed this part of the scripture and it's caught anybody else's heart like it caught mine. So I just want to read this part and share with you in this brief devotion. So in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 18 is where I'm going to start. It says, Jehoshaphat bowed, his he- bowed down his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worship before the Lord. This part is following the instructions that the Word of God came through for King Jehoshaphat to go forward towards the battle and not be fearful, but for him to to fast and to pray, to follow these instructions, to stand and not fight that the battle was for the Lord and not for him to fight. And when I have seen this time that he is going to bow down his head and worship the Lord, it has become almost, like I mentioned before, um, I don't know the, the exact right wording for it, but where it becomes possibly an act of um, ritual or religious act where my, many of us might feel that this is just something that we're supposed to do in worship out of reverence to God, out of tradition, maybe times that we've grown up or been raised up in a church that this is what we do when we worship the Lord. And sometimes it's because of um, just our respect and reverence for God. Sometimes it's because we have um, our hearts are heavy and we are in worship and so we are um, focused on God that we bow down that we bow our heads or we bow ourselves down to worship the Lord. But I really wanted to understand that more because I don't know about if anybody here, but in my personal life, when I'm in corporate worship, I find myself to be sometimes one of the few people that was bowing down and worshiping the Lord in my physical um, body, not just in my heart and reverence or just uh, bowing my head. And sometimes I wonder and I would ask God, you know, because I would hear from him, you know, uh, like a little, maybe a little uh, tug of war inside of my heart. Um, You know, I'm I'm in this place, God, where I don't know if this is appropriate, if this is their um, method of worship or this is acceptable type of worship in this place where I am. And I don't see anybody else bowing down in worship, God. And I might feel a little bit awkward here. I might feel out of place. Um, I might feel a little bit uncomfortable, especially if it's a very crowded place. And God typically tends to take me out of my comfort zone in that time. Um, And amen. I don't know if anybody else here is uh, in that situation in their lives where God takes them out of their comfort zone. But when that happens, I hear 
not a booming, audible voice of the Lord, but I hear the voice of the Lord, a still, quiet voice, asking me, if no one else in this place is going to bow down and worship me, Yvonne, will you? And always my answer is, yes, Lord, and I will do so, and I will bow down and worship. And many times, like I said, it's uncomfortable, it's awkward. I will be, you know, in the midst of lots of feet and legs around me and not always the most pleasant smelling of situations, being down close to the ground. Um, Not always easy for my physical body to be crouched down and bowing down. Not always, um, like I said, comfortable for my confidence or thinking of what other people might think of me. So it's a little bit of of a struggle for me sometimes, not always. And it's uh, taking me out of my comfort zone. So when I saw that, again, for some reason, it just nudged my heart because that seems to be a personal thing that I have that God addresses with me. And so I'm always asking God, is that, a, is that something in my heart that you're working on, God? Are you humbling me? Um, and so I just continue to, to ask him. Uh, personally, for me, this year in 2016 has been extremely difficult as we go over talking about the dance of government, I see a lot of things going on around the nation in regards to um, the government handling our health care and things like that. My health hasn't been the greatest, and when I've gone to doctors, I've had to pay a lot of money, and um, I've been experiencing problems with my knees and different things like that. So when God brings me to bow down, it's usually down on the ground on my knees. And so there's another opportunity where I'm giving over my physical health and my obedience to God and trusting him that I'm not going to hurt or injure myself in bowing down. So for me, it's a, it's a very multi-layered, like peeling back the layers as to understanding why it's important, this scripture to me, and this obedience of why Jehoshaphat bowed down and why those that were around him followed. So I'm just going to um, ask you to think about what is the act that is being represented here. And when I studied this, it was some of the um, the commentaries that I studied actually mentioned falling down, not just bowing down. Some of them mentioned this as being an act of complete surrender and falling, right? And then some of them also mentioned about it as a, as a type of um, relief, that they fell and bowed as a type of relief and relaxation and comfort that knowing that God has won the battle. Mm-hmm. Not bowing, begging, not bowing, pleading with the Lord, not bowing, sobbing and weeping and crying, in petition and prayer, which I've done all of those, all of the above and many more in bowing, but this specific one, the commentary, really opened my eyes. And I said, that's interesting to me because I just would skim over, you know. I'm sorry, God. Sometimes when I was reading the Word, some things I just skim over because I've read them too many times or I just take it for granted what that means. Bowing down in worship, was that just bowing their head? Were they kneeling down? What, what, what it was? really didn't seem to jump out to me. And this, knowing that these people were bowing and worshiping in an act of not 
um, pleading, not crying out, not in begging, not in worry, but in the advanced understanding and the trust that God has already won this battle and worshiping him for that victory and praising him, those that stood up behind him in the next verse, that stood up and praised, because of that, not in request of that, not asking in prayer and petition of that victory, but already knowing the victory. And so as we are in these times around us now that we're wondering what's going to happen in the world and what's going to happen in the United States and in the, the nations of the world, this portion of the scripture gave me comfort because it encouraged me to bow and worship and reverence knowing not that I'm praying and pleading and crying out and begging God, but that I'm already worshiping and praising him because he has fought the battle for us and he is victorious. The government is upon his shoulders, not any of these um, people that we have to put our hope in, but our hope is in the Lord. And um, not to be too lengthy, but it just brought me to um, when you uh, read in uh, the word that everybody knows, those that wait upon the Lord, uh, Isaiah forty thirty one. I had learned many years ago that when it's referring to those waiting upon the Lord would find their renewed strength, this scripture wasn't a passive waiting. This was waiting, not only waiting on God, like waiting for God to show up, but there's um, much many more layers as well as to that. And so these two scriptures uh, kind of go hand in hand for me as I was studying because it's waiting with God and it's not only waiting on God to show up and asking in God um, passively waiting, it is a proactively waiting, claiming and understanding that he is victorious and that he has already promised that he's going to renew our strength and that he is already promised that we will run and not be weary and that we will not faint and that we are patiently waiting but active, not passively seated, not passively lying down asleep waiting, that we are using the strength by his spirit that he has given us. So I feel that the two for me, I don't know for anyone else, if you find things in the Bible that go hand in hand that are sometimes not even um, what anybody else would think are related, but God really opened that up to me to show me that these two things that I had learned about once before really opened up and made me have such a confidence, again, um, for a new, a, a renewed confidence that I already know that he's victorious. But there's mm, many things that, there's many things around us that make us wonder. And I've even seen, you know, many people saying there's only, you know, this one candidate that can save us. And it's really not true. And But when you're hearing all of these things over and over and over again in the media and your family members and your social media pages, and, you know, you kind of get bombarded by this. So I just really thank God. I thank you, God, that you gave us this word and that it is alive yeah. and it is thank fresh you. and it's not boring or um, mundane and that we don't just read over it and it just doesn't um, just fall on uh, fallow ground, that it just is rich and it is giving us exactly what we need. It is our bread of life, and it is giving us what we need to grow and to thrive in you and to be confident and 
I thankful, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to go into the Word because many places don't have the Word. And so rather than being lengthy, like I said, I want to go over my time. But I would just encourage you to study that one verse and um, be uh, intent upon asking God to open up your understanding and what he might give you is something completely different than me. So I thank you. Praise yeah. the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Awesome. Hey. Praise you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. You you don't know what you've done for me. I could see it visually. I guess being a dancer and an yeah. artist, I, you know, I see people talking, but I see pictures while they're talking. I don't know. That might, mm. there's a couple of nurses yeah. on the line. They, that might trigger that some kind of <laughs> learning disability or something. But, um, but <laughs> no, not at all. We're visual people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am too. And, and that, mm. uh, that resonates. Do you, did you hear that, what God said? And God is yeah. always doing that. He uses the foolishness to confound the wise. Amen. He uses the mm. strong. So when we go down, prostrate to the floor and our face mm-hmm. to the ground, to others looking at it might look like we're defeated, like we're worried mm-hmm. this consumes. Yeah. But really that is our posture of victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is our posture Hallelujah. of victory. Yeah, our posture is victory. And we are incorporating cobalt welfare because we're not they don't know what we're doing. They don't understand it. But we know that what we're doing, this is our posture of victory that 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 God is a victor, that he is in control. So we can rest in him. Mm-hmm. We can have our face to the ground and just adore at his feet. We don't Amen. have to worry like everyone else and be scared mm, and uptight, but we can take the posture of victory. And that Thank is you, before Jesus. the seat of Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Fight anything you right. have heard in the media, which is all lies and propaganda. Yes. Saints, please mm. do not be disheartened. Saints, please do not be seduced. It is a lie. What you mm-hmm. see and what you see from everybody, both candidates. Let me show you something. Amen. They are in, they're together. When you look at, the, I was in New York City. I was grew up in New York City, so I'm familiar with both of them. One in particular, and there's pictures all over. If you go back in the past, these people go to golf games together. They play chess. They're in each other's children's weddings. The, the children's grandchildren go to the same school. I'm telling you, don't look. What you hear or what you see. Do not be mm-hmm. deceived or, or seduced by the culture or the world um, mm. or the world and their so called platforms. That's All right. of them are against every mandate. In the, uh, if you go down the Ten Commandments, all of them break the laws of the Ten Commandments and mm. don't even care. Our platform <laughs> and our mandate is not a personality, not a political party. Ours is Jesus. Our mandate yes. is Amen. like Sister said. On our face, prostrate before the Lord, knowing that he's the victor, and he has the government upon his shoulder. And that's what it means. The government is upon his shoulder, not anybody else. He's in Amen. charge. And I thank you for Amen. that word. I, I received that word. I'm going to Amen. be thinking about it. I'm going to be prostrate. Yeah. Now, I, when I bow down, I'm, I'm never going to see it as a saint again. Thank you so much. And we're feeling that to us. And we are confident in Jesus that he is our victor, and we have victory. We're his victor, Thank you, Jesus. and we're triumphant with him. Let's pray. Father God, 
We thank you that you're in charge. Lord, we thank you that we have confidence in you. We are not going to be deceived what we see in the natural, but we are confident that you are God and Lord of all and that you change the very heart of man and you have everything in your control and you are doing things in the spirit realm that man cannot see with the naked eye, but we trust in faith. We're walking by faith, not by sight. We're walking by your word and what you've done in your commandments for your people many times before. We're not trusting in our feelings. We're not trusting in the cultural and the news, the media and all of that. We're not trusting in that. We are trusting in you, Father God. We're trusting in you, Lord. You are our hope. You are our hope. And we can sing a song right now, a song of praise, just like Jehoshaphat's people did, a song of praise and rejoicing and blessing about your love in a strange mm-hmm. land. We can sing it because yes, you're yes. in charge, Father God. You're in charge, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, heal my sister. My sister says she's still dealing with health issues. Heal her mm-hmm. by the yes, power Lord. of your might. You are the chief musician. Father, the chief physician. Father, you promised that healing is the children's bread. Father, you said by your stripes, by those strong 30 stripes with nails attached to them on your back and your body, you promised that we are healed because of those stripes. Father, you promised that if any among us is sick, that we just come to the elders of the church and pray the prayer of faith, and we will recover. That's what we trust, not medicine, not Obamacare, not any care, not Medicaid, not doctors, not medicine, but we trust you, the chief physician, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we never have to doubt you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we thank you that we are a strong and mighty people. Even though we're flat on the floor, that's what makes us strong because we're unified. We can be concentrated on your word there. We're not distracted by the lies of the enemy or our spirit or our emotions or our feelings there. In the name of the Lord Jesus. But there, but there, there we're getting your word in our ear. There we're receiving deliverance and healing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. <clears throat> in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. <clears throat> oh, Lord, we thank you for this election process. We thank you that you rule and you're in charge, Lord. We thank you for giving us as a nation favor and, and mercy. We don't know why you did it. We haven't been just. We have lied. We have cheated. Uh, we have stolen. We have misappropriated funds. We have reneged on our treaties with other nations and other people. We have enslaved, kidnapped, enslaved generations and generations of black people and Native Americans and and Asians uh, all over the world, many, many decades, over five, six hundred years. But, Father God, you forgave us. You still gave us mercy. You didn't let us go away like some countries don't even, some empires don't even exist anymore. But you didn't do that with us. You forgave us. Lord, you've given us mercy. We are so blessed. We throw away food, Lord, here. Lord, thank you for that. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We're your saints, and we know it's you who does it, Jesus. And we're not arrogant about it, Lord, but we thank you. Father God, we need you now, God. We need you, Lord. We've been able to to, to operate in freedom and, and, and have the right to 
to have an influence of choosing our leaders, which we need you, Father God. Right now, we need your intervention, Father God. As the people even now start to go to the polls to to uh, experience it and do their rightful citizen duty to vote, keep them safe, God. We come against the enemy in the name of Jesus that wants to thwart that process and wants to hurt the innocent and draw attention to their evil schemes, and we come against it in the name of Jesus. Keep those elderly safe, the children, the men and women, and the families that are going to the polls all around this nation. Keep them safe in the name of the Lord Jesus. Keep them safe in the name of Jesus, Lord. Be with our peacemakers as they and first responders as they protect us, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, keep them safe and give them peace that you're in charge in the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. Lord, in all issues that are coming on, there's an issue in the school system in my state that's coming on on the pike. We have mercy in that issue. If it's not of God, I can't even really tell. The enemy sometimes is so trickery. And I can't, I don't even know if it's the right issue, but, but God revealed it to me and revealed it to the other saints if this is a good thing for our children in our schools. And if it's against them, rebuke it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And if it's for the children and will help them, let it go past. Let it go through. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, that you're in charge and we're, you will as our children, we will come together in unity. We will not fear and we will not speak fear and gloom and doom and any of that, we would not, and we would not be on the platform, any man or woman, but our platform would be on Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, because you said, God, you said in Isaiah, you, and, and you said again in the New Testament that the government is upon your shoulder, that you're in charge, and you promised us, Lord, this is what we're here today, this is why we're prostrate today, Father, you promised that if your people who are called by your name will humble themselves and Pray and cry out to heaven. Seek your face. Turn from our wicked ways. That you will hear our cry and heal our land. Heal our land, Heal us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Heal our land, Heal our land in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you. Heal our land, Father God. Heal our land. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord God, we lift up Secretary Hillary Clinton in the name of the Lord Jesus. Protect her from all her harm and danger, both seen and unseen, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Speak to her heart and mind and turn her to you. Save her. You have saved even more powerful people in history before. This is is not new to you. You can do it. She's not beyond your reach of salvation, deliverance, and healing. Lord, make her sold out to your word in the name of the Lord Jesus, that she would repent in her heart, and she would desire to serve you and do good for you and your word and your people, because that is the mandate that you have given her in the name of the Lord Jesus. She would use her position and her platform to to for your word and righteousness in the yes. name of the Lord Jesus and protect her for those who would want to harm her and smear her and tear her down or, or take her out of here. We protect her in the name of the Lord Jesus. She is a wife. She is a mother. She is a grandmother. She doesn't yes. deserve any harm any more than anybody else. In the name of the Lord Jesus, protect her in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And put people around her, Father God, that know you, that want to serve and then, and then they want your word. That, and let them be able to influence her in righteousness. Yes, 
In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, we lift up Mr. Trump to you, Lord, in, in the name of the Lord Jesus. He, you have given him the ability to make wealth. You have given him the ability to build. That is anointing you've given him, Father God. Let him give his life, his heart, his gifting, his anointing over to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let him be sold out to the Ten Commandments and righteousness for true, Lord. Save him, Father God. Touch his heart and his mind that he would cry out to you and, and, and repent to you and say, Jesus, what must I do to be saved? In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father God. Touch him, protect him from all hurt, harm, and dangers in the name of the Lord Jesus. Cover him, Lord. Let no harm come to him. The evil people that want to hurt him and do harm to his body or take him out, we rebuke that in the name of the Lord Jesus. This man can be saved. He can be delivered. He's somebody's husband. He's somebody's father. He's somebody's uncle. He's somebody's grandfather, father. In the name of the Lord, have mercy on him. In the name of the Lord Jesus, put people in his life, Father God, that know you, that love you, and want to serve you, and that will give him wise counsel, smart people. You have people in every arena in, in, in this world. You have people in every arena. We're not just in the church walls, oh God. But put surround him, and that will be about you, not about their self or their own agenda, but they will be about you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, and we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We don't know who's going to be president, who's, who's going to be president next week, but you know, because you know the beginning from the ending, and we're not dismayed. This is not a, 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 this is not a movie. <laughs> this is real life, and you are real God, and you're the Hallelujah. beginning from the end. You are Alpha and Omega. You are he that is and was in the beginning and the ending. You are the bishop and lover of us. Oh, you are everything, and we know that you have the, this, all of this in the palm of your hand. This is a surprise. This whole scenario doesn't surprise you. You're not weighed in any. You know, Father God, and let us, regardless of what you decide next week, let us as a church of the living God stay together, Father. Let us stay together regardless. We're so divided, and it's not, I can't imagine it pleasing you. Let us stay together in the name of the Lord Jesus, and let us as a country come together and continue as transition in a peaceful manner, a peaceful manner, transition next week. And we just thank you for it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. This is time. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for sending my sister and being available. I know it's early where you are. And thank you all for praying. This is time for us to get praying. There is a revival going on because you know why it's starting in us, right? And, and God does things in the Bible. I'm glad all of this is happening. This is just some of these things that I've seen I never thought I would see in my lifetime. But I'm seeing it, and I'm glad I'm here because that means there's a revival happening, and I, we get to be part of it. Hallelujah. And as worship leaders, as I admonished you last week, if you need to go, just go on and go. Um, I'm not, I, I want you to do what's important. But I just want to say this because I feel that I should admonish us. As I admonish us to your worship leaders, I know all of you are leaders, your pastors' wives, your pastors, your uh, your elders, brothers told me he's an elder, um, and you have positions of influence on your job. Do not engage in a rhetoric discussion the way that heathen are. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. I saw an article. This man said in the article, he said, this is the time for the, ch- the Christians to show up, and they haven't shown up yet. They haven't. 
we haven't shown up yet because you can't tell when you look at the way I sound. You can't tell if I'm if I know Jesus or not because I, I sound just like everybody else. We have to be different. Our word is what we learned today that Jesus is in charge, so we can have peace and we can just bow down before Him and hear Him because He is in charge. That's what I. That's what. And so when you stand up in front of people, or you dance, or you lead your troop, or you sing, or you preach this weekend right before the last the, the election, speak peace, peace, speak victory, Jesus victory, not hate, not dissension, because that is not of God. That is not of God. And ugliness and meanness. Don't repeat that stuff. Repeat what the Bible says. Paul said, speak of whatever soul is true and pure. And, and if you have to be silent, and, but you don't want to be silent, say, Jesus is Lord. He has the government upon his shoulder. And God will heal. Start speaking the word. Start speaking scripture. Yes. You deserve equal time. Are they going to say all that mean, evil rhetoric? And both sides is mean and evil is the other one? They, they play golf together, y'all. Please don't get distracted. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. I'm telling you, <laughs> they're friends. They're friends. Okay, please. They, they're friends. It's in the business world, too. You know, Marcia, in the business world, too, the Bill Gates and, and the people in charge of Apple, they're friends. They live in the same neighborhood. They have Amen. agreements not to hire each other's people. Come on. Come on. Don't, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't mm-hmm. drink it. Worship Jesus. Worship Jesus. Lift Jesus up. Lift Jesus up. Don't pour your allegiance to any anybody above Christ and above Christian civility. Praise the Lord. I love you with the love of the Lord. I do this. I love you with the love of the Lord. And I appreciate you and I what you're doing. Now, we have a few more people praying uh, next week. Um, Sister Marcia, uh, is that you on the phone? Yeah. I know Sister Tammy is supposed to pray. But would you mind asking? Well, I'll ask. I'll ask you later. I'll ask you later. Uh, but um, uh, anyway, uh, well, you have a blessed weekend in the Lord. Rejoice in Him. Uh, he is Lord, and I love you with the love of the Lord. And we will see you Monday. Okay, on um, prayer. Mm-hmm. Bye. And I still don't know how to get in touch with the young lady. Yes. Young oh lady. yes. Okay. She said it in the beginning, but. Uh, oh, uh, Sister, no, Sister Yvonne, are you still there? Yes, ma'am. Can you please tell everybody again where we can get in touch with you? Because I know you have a lot going on, and we want to reach you. Uh, so yes. tell us again. Again, uh, my name is Yvonne Gonzalez, but you can find me on the Internet at my website, www.theturndance.com. The word, the letters T H E, the word the, the, the turndance.com. Psalm uh, 3011. God turned my dancing, my morning into dancing. Um, so the turndance.com, and right there on the website, there is a, um, a little box that you can put in to give me your email address if you want me to stay in touch with you, and I can send you my top five devotional dancing tips, or if you want to send me a email message, you can scroll down the page and there's like a little uh, contact form you can give me, type in a little message there and also check the box to get email updates. But um, I'm also on Facebook at, at The Turn Dance or on Twitter at The Turn Dance. 
and I would be glad to send you some information and encourage you and uh, have, a, have a dialogue with you in regards to um, why I dance for the Lord and why I really feel the, the call to unite the people in our community and our states and our region and just pray for me if you think about me because I really have uh, God tugging on my heart to go to Spain. So um, <gasps> that's my prayer request. If anybody wants to add me there to your prayer request. <laughs> awesome. well, Father God, we thank you for opening the door right now, even as we speak for my sister and our family and her team to go dance in Spain in the name of the Lord the Jesus. Set things in order even as we pray. And we look forward to hearing the victory report that she's going. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for that. And I'm so amen. glad. I love the name of your site, and I'm so glad that you have that devotional on there. I want to get that. Well, be blessed, everyone, and have a good, good, good day. Have a wonderful you day. Too. Okay, bye-bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.